And we're live. This is Toyota Garage Podcast. I'm Jake. I'm here with Riley. Riley, give them a, a, a quick uh, synopsis of what tonight will be about. So, we had a fun little uh, excursion into uh, lifting, well, not lifting, but swapping out the shocks on my 4Runner. A little update or something like that. Yeah, yeah. We, we threw, uh, we took the 5100s off and loaded in some 6112s. Um, very excited about that. Um, and then I guess the rest of the episode is just going to kind of be... Kind of a, we're back in the garage, back together again finally. Yeah. Um, Less phone talk. Yeah. For some reason, yeah, we've had some, our last episode that just aired, we had to re-record twice because... It just kind of, I don't know, it, the delays in it were getting weird. The audio got weird. So it sounds super echoey because we're back in the garage again. You know, true. Raw. Unfiltered. <laughs> yeah. Unadulterated. Un- Wait, no, we gotta, we got to cut that one part, though. we gotta, we got to switch that. So it'll be cut. Okay. So, yeah. It's we'll not cut raw. It. It's not. Never raw. It's... Here, here we go. Welcome, rabbit hole. Back at it. But... Yeah, I think tonight's going to be, you know, a, a wrench yeah. combo. Yeah. And, yeah, we, we have a, a, a special guest. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm Jenny, Riley's fiance. Jenny.bobenny on Instagram. The infamous Jenny. Yes. The infamous Jenny that <laughs> tried to... Uh... Roll her 400 off Schofield. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said last time. We bring it up a lot, but it is good content, man. It it's, is. It's a good story. Um, there's plenty of good ones out there. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, a, you know, me trying to rip the door off the Forerunner. That's always a good one. We'll get into that one later on. Forgot about that. Yeah. You leaving most of your, clo- your clutch, you know, in... Oh, in the snow. Yeah, in the snow. Yeah. There's, there's that you one. You could actually visibly, visibly see my clutch's soul leave my vehicle. Yeah, and smell it. Yeah, well, yeah. I could smell it for about three hours afterwards. But. No, dude, it smells <laughs> so bad. Um, Josh bailing out on snowdrifts. Josh panicking on on very big climbs in yeah. Moab. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Jenny's tried to roll her car twice. She oh, yeah. Sand Hollow. She decided to, you know, almost launch it off a. Well, she did. She did launch it off. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a there's like a forty five degree angle like this, and we're riding on the back of it, and for some reason me it just roll. You just well, roll she, on the, edge she, the rest of us just kind of went down and around, you know, the safe route. Well, she decided to just go, <sighs> you know, right off that forty five degree, and of course, sand. The whole thing starts sliding down, mm-hmm. and then those those passenger tires go. <laughs> <laughs> She's just sitting there. Panic. <laughs> I'm like. You're right. <laughs> no. no, no. Get me out. Yeah. Nothing is moving below my eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> With a paraplegic. But uh, yeah, so we we just pulled the Forerunner out of the Toyota garage. Literally. We ripped off some what some fifty one hundreds. Yeah. With you had uh, explain because I don't. I don't yeah. Know. So. First got my Forerunner, super broke, looking for the cheapest lift options possible. Uh, pretty standard. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I wanted to keep it Toyota, so I, I, I did some foreign reading, 
uh, Tundra slash Sequoia coils work really well. Um, so I went ahead and uh, for Christmas that same year, I got some uh, brand new 5100 Tundra shocks because I wanted to keep them together. So that was my front lift. Um, and uh, I have had that on there since uh, the very first time. I haven't changed that up. I've switched the rear suspension up, I don't know, four times. Yeah, we talked about that running the, what the... 5160s. There you go. Yeah. yeah. With the external on them. Yeah. The reservoir. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But so I just got uh, the 6112s because luckily enough, uh, we have found ourselves in a Sequoia. So um, figured since the, the Forerunner is going to be more the trail rig, we'll beef up the front end on that thing a little bit. Um, and the old Tundra stuff will be just going on the Sequoia we just bought since it's just the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Which are you, are you guys thinking more of like an overland rig for the Sequoia? It's just strictly camping kind of rig. Like I assume you are not going to be putting this on like a <laughs> 60 degree angle. Never know. Well, never know. Right. That's fair. Low range in a V8 is a whole lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Low range in a... Right. It's 300,000 mile V6. So. I know, but you got a lot of real estate on that body, man. There's, yeah. there's some potential for some <laughs> rearranging. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot more comfortable, like for the two of us and the two dogs. Like, normally when we go camping, we had the Forerunners. We'd bring, obviously, both cars, and the dogs would sleep in one and we'd mm-hmm. sleep in the other. Um, but with the Sequoia, you know, we all. All four of us fit perfectly in the square. Yeah, you got some room in there. Yeah. yeah. So. But see, this this is where I think the dilemma always comes into is like uh, a, a classic overland rig, a rock crawler rig, or the, the, the rocklander rig. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is do I build this thing to only go camping or am I going to thrash the living shit out of this thing? Ugh. Not have straight body panels. Like... That's what I'm trying to make my forerunner. I'm trying to just, right. you know, I'm trying to care the, less. The Swiss about Army it. knife of, of wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but the Sequoias, um, like, since I've ran those 5100s for so long, and the Sequoia shares uh, not only Tundra parts, but forerunner and Tacoma parts as well. I mean, the, the ball joints, the upper and lower yeah, ball joints, yeah. the same part number. I will give them that. A lot of that stuff is interchangeable, Yeah, which is super we, nice. We also found out today that the, uh, was it 2009? Yeah, well, so the your top hats wouldn't fit in the the, the isolator. Yeah, yeah, the, the coil, isolator. Yeah. The coil isolator, that bushing that goes underneath the uh, the top hat that uh, meets the coil in the top hat, that bushing in between. Since I was running the Tundras, um, it wouldn't work with the sixty one twelve coils. You got them thick boys in that Tundra. Uh, yeah, yeah. too big. Scotch <laughs> on the thick robot. It's a too big. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jake, luckily enough, uh, he had kept his, uh, the stock, uh, stock struts. I would say, yeah, they're, they're struts. Yeah. <laughs> they're struts. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at them right now. They're, they've seen better days, but, well, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mother Nature is trying to take them back. <laughs> they still That's look like sure. little chicken legs. They are, dude, they're, they're so small. So, I can't believe that kept that truck up. Yeah, exactly. But we, we pulled those apart with the ever-handy uh, grenade coil compressors. Oh, God. Yeah, we took them apart and uh, pulled the isolator out uh, from the second-gen Tacoma. And well, l- let me let me stop you real quick. 
they look bad. Horrible. I mean, the yellow and the rust, but the isolator itself. Oh, the bushing's great. Yeah, the bushings on surprisingly, the bushings in the house jocks look great. Yep. You know, you throw a little, you know, lipstick on that pig, and they'll be brand new again. Yeah, exactly. It's just that, and it's that classic Toyota just rust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but up my paint coats. Yeah, we uh, pulled those isolators off and went to see if they would fit on the sixty-one twelve coils, and what do you know? Luckily, they do. Yeah, they uh, perfect fit. So, for anyone who is trying to do the same kit and who is running the Tundra top hats, isolators, if you can get your hands on an old cheap set of, uh, we'll say second gen, just to be yeah. safe, second yeah. gen stock stuff will fit. I mean, like we said, all that stuff fits. Yeah, I mean, and my forerunner is a living testament to how many parts of different Toyotas you can put in one. <laughs> yeah, so. right. I mean, I, I had Tundra shocks and coils in the front. I had Land Cruiser uh, 80 series front coils in the rear, which is pretty common. And then I had FJ long travel Bilstein 5100s for shocks in the rear. And on top of that, some of the shocks are the, the bushings in the shock itself underneath the uh, top hat. I had pulled off of a like 2020 Ram 1500. Rubber's rubber, man. If it's hits, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so let it be. My dyslexia took over, and my ability to stack washers and bushings uh, left me. <laughs> so. It's just a Frankenstein forerunner. She kicks though, man. She's still running. Yeah, we ran. We ran every trip this year with that thing, and it like. It just, yeah, like we've talked about before. It, it just stop. keeps running, man. Yeah, yeah. did quit. So now I got some real beef up front. Those things are huge. Uh, if you guys haven't seen a sixty-one twelve compared to a fifty-one hundred, it's uh, or stock a forty-six hundred. Yeah, forty-six hundred. I mean, fifty-one hundred makes a forty-six hundred look small, but then you throw a sixty-one twelve in there, and you've got like this two times at, at least, least two times the yeah. size of your factory. It's enormous, and it's amazing, and I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah, we we lucked out on that because it was going to really be. Did. Sandpaper and torches and grinders. A piece of rubber on a piece of rubber. Because I mean, it, there we would. There's no nowhere in town that was going to be able to have anything <laughs> that's going to fit. Nope. And I've had those old. I can't believe it worked. Those old stress so awesome. Yeah, we got lucky with that one. Yeah. So if you guys have, that's why you keep your parts. Don't, yeah. don't sell your parts when you're when you when you take them off. You keep them. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do with those factory wheels though. So he's just collecting dust down on the cross. <laughs> you actually have the factory wheels. Yeah, I still have the factory wheels. Hey, you never know, man. Keep those things. Yeah. Maybe. We're going to sell the ones that just came out the Sequoia. But yeah. Hey, well, that's the problem. Nobody wants a factory Tacoma. If it was the Forerunner ones, well, there's third gen. Ones. We put third gen Tacoma wheels on the Sequoia. They look pretty good. They looked really good. Wait, nice. the Sparrows yeah. are third gens? No, no, no. Or before that. The, the, the ones we had before that. So we had stock Sequoia wheels. Yeah. And when I was down in uh, St. <laughs> George, we had to get those off because they were heinous. And we... They you guys horrible. literally change wheels. I have a problem. than I change. I have a My problem. goddamn shoes. <laughs> fucking shoes. You know what I'm saying? Those are some crusty bastards. <laughs> I have a wheel problem. Holy shit. Yeah, Self-admitted self wheel problem. Since I've it's known that. you, What's the grand total since we started running together? Which, don't forget, it's only been, what, a year and some change? 
it's like a year and two months, maybe. Damn, you, you, are we married? Oh. That's like a girlfriend moment there, bud. No, That's why I said maybe, man. <laughs> it's, it's been That's a year, legend. two months, and 14 hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but since I met you... see, one, two, three, four, five. Five sets of wheels. Yeah. Five different sets of wheels I've had on my forearm in this in, time span of a year. Yeah, but <laughs> I told you I had a problem, man. Do you but, just, like scratch your neck while you look at me? No, it's like mm, no. It's Facebook Market. Get this. Get this. It's a danger. Okay, I that is a dangerous well, place. Here's the problem. Okay, like I, obviously I can't just go spending money on like a bunch of different brand new wheels. So what ends up happening is I usually sell something else to get a new set of wheels. Yeah. So no, that's yeah. Yeah, like the old, uh, the first set of wheels I had, those, the 5th Gen 4Runner SR5 wheels. I sold mm-hmm. those for like 250 bucks to just some random kid. That money got spent on the next set of Steelys that I got. So I ended up paying for more than half of those with that money. Yeah. The rest of it I just bought them with. And then the TRD Pro wheels, since they were so damn expensive, I happened to come upon a set of tires not going to say where I found them. Air quotes, back of the truck, you know, the classic fall Something off like that. Yeah. They came from somewhere. I don't even remember where they came from. Sold them literally for the exact amount that I needed to buy the TRD Pros. Yeah. And I love the TRD Pros. I still love the TRD Pros. If they, if they had a bigger offset, and I mean, well, they are, look at the style. They are a big offset compared to the stock plus 30. That's true. They're plus 4 over plus 30. So I think it's more like if they had a 0, it would be perfect. Yeah. yeah. So And I like the fact, like mainly not for looks, but God, to keep that wheel like deeper in is what I'm trying to say. Well, just to keep it off the upper control arm with the bigger tire. You don't have to do all this like spacer stuff, which I don't have a problem with spacers. I'm not one of those anti-spacer guys. But, like, uh, <laughs> in my defense about... I said, I said I'm not anti-spacer. Guy. I know. I'm just clarifying because there's probably plenty of people out there that the dangerous... Okay. They're not dangerous by any means. No, it's... The same it's, thing with having a, a high offset and having a wheel yeah. spacer. There's absolutely no difference in it. So if you have somebody who's telling you that wheel spaces are dangerous, it's no different. They than can them. be done yes, incorrectly. But that's now, not like it. Let, let me let me spider tracks. Well, <laughs> they're billet aluminum and they studded. Act, it it doesn't take any any stud length off because you're actually giving yourself another set of studs to mount to. Yes, and that's what I was going to say, is the spacers, just the little 316 oh, yeah, no. spacer that... Cut those. Yeah, no, you don't want that. That, for sure. But if you do a hub-centric spacer, like spider tracks or what's the... Oh, God, I came The black ones. Burrow? Uh, I have a black set of spider tracks and a blue set of spider tracks. See, I didn't so. think they made black, but I know, like, not the point. I've got four black ones if you want them. I've already got... That was that's how this rabbit hole opened up. Well, in my defense, though, so I like... And we were talking about this earlier while we were working the truck. I like the look of a 16. For the Tacoma, even for the Forerunners, I think the 16 looks good. 17, sure. Everybody got 17s. You can find this stuff all over. Tires are more expensive. Well, it depends, actually. 16s are... 16s and 17s are 
pretty marginal difference at this point in time. I with my set that I'm running on the truck, granted, yes. discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah I mean, if, if you can get the right price, spend your money discount person. for tires. Really do. They're they do a good job. They'll match anybody. They'll and well on top of that, my experience, they're so helpful with everything. Yeah. So they balanced those thirty fives for free for me. Yeah. I was just like, I and you didn't them. buy them from there. No. no. I did you get the wheels though? I bought the wheels from them. There you go. But the same. But time. even then, it's just like, yeah, you buy a little something from them, and it's yeah. like, yeah. I was like, they're thirty fives, and the guy was like, yeah, don't worry about it. Just bring them in. We'll, we'll get it taken care of. I, I can't. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've shown up there and they. They'll do whatever you you really want. They always do a really good job. By the way, we're not sponsored by Discount. Time. No, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Sp- I'm not. Do it. Proud sponsors. <laughs> 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 Who's it this time? Uh, it's not. It's not old Montucky. No, Montucky. You know they we're just, just a Cerveza land. They did. So. Yeah, they didn't pick up on the last three episodes, so we figured. <laughs> We no, we're done with them. Yeah, we're, we're done. We're another. moving on to a new brewery company. <laughs> you know, see if they'll pick us up. But no, I agree with you. I think you know it's that classic: you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Like, well, they're just good people too. Like, they're always helpful. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've really. only I've only had one bad experience with them, and I think it was just a newer kid that didn't know what kind of wheel weights to go on Steelys. So, uh, apparently, and I didn't yeah, know this. it depends because Steelys are a little different. They, you have to have a different set of wheel weights like on Static them. balancing and yeah. the other one that I don't remember. Well, and so I got halfway down the road before I started <laughs> chucking <laughs> the wheel weights <laughs> off. We've lost him. No, no, no. I was, I was, oh, I was playing your wheels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You turned into our soundboard. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, for a minute, Still I need a soundboard. Yes. Uh, not, not a live one. Almost oh, called 911. I thought the boy was having a stroke. I thought we were going to lose him. It was going to be... I'd have to find a new co-host. Oh, um, I can but see yes, the, the mouth vibrations was the same vibration as the wheels <laughs> going down the road. But, you guys yeah. know what I'm talking about, though, okay? You know what I mean? When the steering wheel starts getting wobble, 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 gets starting to get a little into the adult film area. That's when you know that your wheels are. It takes double D. I don't think it needs new batteries. Plug it into the wall. Is that a two twenty? <laughs> okay. It, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. Somehow it turned into a dumb wattage porn. Yeah. Um, Highly inappropriate. But uh, I don't know. I've really like they'll match any price for me anyway. They have. Yeah. Um, I've gotten. I think the Steelys I have on my truck, which the argument of. They're unbalanceable. You air them down. You, have you lose your balance. I don't know. I mean, that's all the old classic wives' tale kind well, of. You've driven. You've driven Wyoming to Moab numerous times now. Rip the shit out. I was gonna yeah. say, how's it been? Like, do you, I've got some vibrations. Play though, like I'm talking like where you really don't want to drive over like fifty. Miles no, an hour. no. I mean, there is. There's probably it, it. That in itself is a rabbit hole. There is some vibration. It could be pinion angle. 
you know, yeah. throwing in the Adelaide's and not changing pinion angle, that could be one for some drive some uh drive line vibration. Yeah. There is some steely misbalancing. And th- my last experience with uh discount was the chucking wheel weights chucking off. Chucking up weights off so the wheel. I, I and it could be just that they're misbalanced lately. Um but there is some vibration in the truck. It is that classic 40 to 50, which I've already done the East Coast Gear Supplies clamshell. Needle bearing. Uh, needle bearing, yeah. It helped a lot with the CV. Between Can you explain that, that one for the listeners? So, um, with your... For, for Jenny. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. You lost me. You lost me. <laughs> so, on... Uh, as far as I know, the second gen Tacomas use a needle bearing on the driver's side of the front diff output. Yep. Um, and then it's like a, it's probably not that, but it's like a castle bearing or whatever the tapered bearing is. Mm-hmm. Um, your roller bearing, maybe? Whatever. Um, comment below. Yeah. Which I don't think you can, so we keep no. saying comment below. No, we'll, I guess we'll, uh, we'll hit us up on Instagram and make fun of us. I was going to say Instagram, or we'll, we'll make an Insta- or, uh, Instagram. <laughs> we'll make an email so that you guys... If yeah, you that's have, probably something we should do eventually. If you have questions, uh, feel free to send those to either of our pages or the uh, future coming email. I mean, I, do, I, I got some tough skin, man. I'm down to get burned. You, you got some... Absolutely. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I mean, we, we've claimed multiple times we're not we're professionals. Not professional. We don't know everything, so... I don't think I have to disclaim on the last episode, though. I think everything was quoted pretty well. I didn't say Colorado Junction Spring at all. I did call it he or she, so... <laughs> but... Hold you, yeah. Hold your tongue, Gabe. There was an insult coming in. No, he's a great kid, man. He's good. He's, he's Yeah, no, that was my own fault, so... Ryan, I love you. Fuck you. Oh, God. Young kid, man. He's funny. Anyway, yeah. Let's... uh, I think we we lost it. I think we lost the track of... Now all I can think about is he, she... Wow. Poor Ryan. We... It feels like it was like an age ago that we were just talking about needle bearings and all of a sudden it was like... Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye. Yeah. I went down a rabbit hole so fast. So anyway, yeah, back to the um, East Coast Gear Supply makes a clamshell needle bearing replacement. And for a lot of the second gen Tacomas, you'll get a vibration around 40 to 50 mile an hour on the front of the vehicle. And it's just the fact that a lot of the older ones with mileage, you kind of beat those bearings up and it becomes loose. So East Coast East Coast Gear Supply replaces that. And trust me when I say it, if you guys do this replacement, just buy the tools. He uh, create he built he like custom machines some a couple tools that make it ten times easier to get this stuff out and put it back in. Then and it we're talking potentially days and maybe fucking up the surface on some of I was going to say, because once you scratch or score the surface of those bearings on the diff, like it's game over. You're yeah, gonna be you'll leak all day long. Yeah, Jenny knows all about that, don't you? Shush. Shush. Okay, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but even before that, before I replaced this, I went through two sets of seals on that driver's side. Keep running through them because that yeah. makes yeah. no good. Well, and... and 
a lot of it probably early on was just the ignorance of not realizing it or maybe jumping on forums and checking. Yeah. And so it's like, shit, okay, well, I got to replace the seal, pop it out, throw a new one in, and that CV still just bounces around in there yeah. and wears it out. Finally did some research on it, and it's like, yeah, those needle bearings on the driver's side go out. They, it's just one of, it's like the, you know, rusty frame paint problem. The old knock sensor. For you guys, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's some uncharted territory for me. Yep, and if you do it wrong, it will be a, uh, at the very least, a head gasket, so. Yeah, but, so. yep, I'm going to stick with the Tacoma, man. Rusty frame, a couple rattle campaigns to prevent that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> if you're or lucky. Just, yeah, it's rusting from the inside. You don't know. But. Literally. No, that is, that's probably one. One of the big ones that, you, you know, to get some vibration out of the truck. The carrier bearing, that's another big one that. Yeah, that one's hard because a lot of the time, when it comes to driveline vibration, I mean, you've got bearings. I mean, typically I would say transmission bearings don't usually go out, but... At, with heavy off-roading, your transfer case, your output transfer case bearing has a, there's a lot of torque. Yeah, and there's a well, lot of... Especially if you're lifted, too. That drive shaft is not where it's supposed to be from the factory. Well, off the transmission, you probably won't have that problem. Cause no, no, no. Carrier. Not off the transmission. That's you're saying from carrier to... I'm, saying, I'm saying, yeah, like a transfer case output yeah. to yeah. the diff. So, like, I've, I've heard a couple stories of that transfer case diff or transfer case bearing going out just because the angle of the drive shaft going back to the back to the third member there but then like you said that carrier bearing in the diff as well like especially if your pinion angle isn't correct like, yeah you get some vibration in there and I mean I there's marks I've touched my drive shaft you know you I've never shaft yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, usually only on the weekends oh and I'm playing with it pretty hard <sighs> Crazy, <laughs> boom! But my actual truck shaft—not my shaft. You touch your truck shaft frequently. Uh, there's there's you rotational your truck shaft. No, because that's there's no block. vibrational shaft movement. I don't know. You vibrate your shaft. Yeah, I vibrate. <laughs> because you know they say you know you, you touch shaft. it and you go blind. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> You never touch anything that rotates that fast. Uh, you could go blind from that. Wow. Yeah. So you don't stand that uh, close to TV. So get rid of some things. Get rid of some things. <laughs> Better yet. I understand why you're blind now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all about shaft touching and uh, beer drinking. So, you did the needle bearing. Yeah, vibration, it's still, I'm still chasing it. I would say, just based off of, since so I've ran two different pairs of Steelys. They were the same wheel, but they were different. Mm-hmm. One of them was a 17 by 9, the other one was a 16 by 8. And uh, the 17 by 9, like brand new out of the box, got them balanced, got my tires taken care of and everything. And... Uh, it's not so much that there's a vibration while driving. So, like, if I pose my head out the window and I'm looking, like, that wheel is, like, rotating. Yeah. Like, in and out as it's going around. Mm-hmm. And I would, like, I don't know why this is happening. 
Uh, my only, the only thing I could think of, and I'm not sure, you know, it, my, it's a brand new wheel. Well, now are they cast? They're not cast. I don't know why I said that. They're not cast, but I mean, they're not machined. No. You know what I mean? So I, I'm assuming that there's, sure there is some flaws. Oh, well, yeah, it's steel. Steel is going to yeah. have a lot of flaws in it. It's not going to be perfect. They're probably, honestly, if, if I really think about it, they're probably pressed sections welded together. Yeah. And so maybe one section could be welded more. Maybe one section is not welded correctly. There is, I think, in your steelies where it's not a machined piece of... Well, yeah, flooring. and that's just the thing. Like, you have a, a, an alloy, an aluminum alloy, aluminum alloy wheel or, or a cast wheel or something like that, and you, and you get a crack in it, that wheel's done. Like, you can't... Yeah, with well, and that's yeah the pros and cons of, of yeah that. yeah you can't take care of it, but I guess with that steel wheel because it's like literally almost coming out with a blemish on it or like it's not perfect that kind of plays it in its advantage because you can if you dent it kind of just bang it back. Oh, out I've and, and I've thrashed those things, and that's the fun thing. Like the nice thing about it is like I'm fifty bucks or not fifty. I think it's like eighty bucks a side. I was gonna say yeah, super cheap, it's right? Not, not you know, and and as we discussed in. With the second podcast with Josh, he's got twelve hundred plus dollar fucking wheels. Yeah, I know. That's and that's just you absurd know. to me. It's like if you're off roading, like it doesn't make sense to me to spend an absurd amount of money on wheels. The latest set of wheels I just got, I spent five hundred bucks on. They look clean, which is still a lot. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's cheap by any means, especially compared to Steelys when you can get a set of four. For three, four hundred bucks. Oh, yeah, I think it was yeah around four hundred bucks. Three fifty, three sixty, yeah. somewhere in there. And it was the same thing. Went through discount, and it was such a deal on those two. Yeah, well, they'll they'll even hook it up. I mean, I yeah. just, like they'll give you a different wheel size. For, for, you have a bigger wheel, they'll give you a smaller wheel size for the same price, and it's like, yeah, cool. But yeah, and it's they ride a little rougher, obviously, yeah. because they they there's not as much weight. Weight's another big one. Yep. It's a lot of rolling mass now. That you, and I you feel stop it. stop that too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's moments like, say you barreling down a two-track, you know, or a dirt road, you just lock them up. There's oh, moments where I'm like, yeah. yeah, you can feel like there's, there's not so much. There's so much inertia going forward. It's like, yeah. And it's not necessarily that it's locking the brake. The locking the tires up, It I feel it almost slipping through the brakes. Yeah. Which you don't you have know, this, the, the correct stopping power. It's like yeah, not that there's almost too much rotating mass in general, and plus everything else that's on the truck. And that was yeah, that was another thing why I dropped because I had the thirty fives with steels or steel steelies on them, and I love the look of them. Awesome, looks yeah. just looks so beefy and mean. But those wheels weigh over thirty pounds a piece, and then. Pushing seventy a tire, I'm over yeah, hundred pounds. Thirty fives, yeah. yeah. I'm over. I'm over hundred pounds with each corner, and that's a lot of extra drag on a on a little baby six cylinder over there. So I would say it's it's a two part. I would argue the two facts: unsprung weight is a pro, yeah. You know, and and on the other side is the rotating mass is the con. Yeah. You know, I think the unsprung weight for that truck with a with Pretty much stock suspension except for the Bilsteins. That thing flexes out more than anything else I've watched. Oh, yeah. And then just the other day, me and my boss were, you know, it was a nice day out. We were a little bored. So we threw his JL up on a forklift and we threw mine up. And I think he measured like 
20 or 33 inches before picking up a front tire before picking up his rear so okay. he did the the front tire oh okay unsway bar yep. so that he you know he get all the flex out of it and that's solid axles so solid axle yeah and he's on 35s but he had flexed the thing out and, and had a, you know underneath the tire he had measured damn near 33 inches and i think i was more in the round of like 20 it was either 25 or 26 which for me i'm fine with that well, yeah, for an IFS front end suspension. Your leaf sprung leaf in, the in the rear on top of having IFS in the front and you're, it's what, six, seven inches off? Is off the ground? 33? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how, that's what he was, 33? Uh, he's 35 and I was at 33. Yeah, how, how was his range though? Uh, it was like 33 inches tall okay. off the bottom of the tire and I was about 25, 26 okay. inches off. So yeah, you're, you're seven inches. Yeah, difference. Yeah, which isn't bad. I mean, considering the specifically the Toyota IFS is, and that stock uppers, that stock lowers. Yeah, just a Bilstein and a yeah, and a, and a coil in there. And that's it. So yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. And like we were talking about earlier, like the the driver has much more control. Yeah. Than the suspension on the vehicle does. You say suspension. They say suspension. They say well, you suspension. did now, yeah, and it's it's yep, it's official. It's it's internet's problem now. <laughs> no, but it, it is. I think you can put anybody in a race truck, they ain't gonna win a race. You can put anybody in a rock climber, they're not gonna make it up that hill. Oh yeah, you know it does take a certain person, I think, and it does take some a certain skill. To, to work the vehicle yeah. the right way. To try, right, yeah, to drive a vehicle. And that's like what I, I would say most people talk about is that the, um, like when people ask, like they get a new car and they're like, what's, what's the first thing I need to do? It's like nothing. You need to go drive it. Yeah. Like, don't don't put a lift kit on this. Don't put yeah. 33s. Yeah. Don't buy all these crazy bumpers. bumpers. Like learn how, learn, go learn learn your vehicle. Yeah. You know your vehicle. Know what it feels like, this, that, and the other thing. So it's like you you can you can do a lot of things with the stock vehicle. I mean I would say sliders probably. Oh yeah, if you if you don't care about body damage then bang. I mean the front bumper, the rear bumper, that stuff can always be replaced in the sense of you can always put a rear bumper on. You can always put a front bumper on. You can't really fix your rocker panels no. when you you know power slam onto a rock. No, <laughs> and that was one of the first things I did. I put uh, the CBI sliders. I that was the first thing I did as soon as I had enough money to do it. I'm I said like, it was sliders. over a year before I put sliders. I was surprised that it took that long. They're just so expensive. They are. And I'm like, I guess I don't really have people getting in my back doors that much, and I mean. It's that first click on the body damage where you're like, well, that sucked, but now... It happened. <laughs> yeah. But it's Rockers that... suck. It, it really does, because it's not yeah. something you can just, like, punch out. I mean, you, you could try to, but then you're it's, dealing with some yeah, seals and stuff like that. Yeah, so. that's a whole other mess, man. I mean, that's, it's either a brand new cab type situation, or you're not opening your doors, or you're not keeping water out of your cab. Yeah, true. So. But... But the point of that is, yeah, wheel the truck first. Yeah, test it out. You know, hone your skills and ideas. Yeah, figure out how you yeah. how to drive, and then you can you can go up to the next step on what you want. I mean, I think it was two, probably three years before I actually put a lift kit on that truck. That's crazy. I I was like, 
I think I had mine for about five months before I threw a lift on it. I, like, put, I put uh, sliders and a winch on my truck before I put a lift kit. And I lifted it. I didn't get a winch until before our Moab trip. Yeah. But at the same time, I wasn't making a whole lot of money. And I was like, I understand winch is one of those things. It's like, you know. I did a lot of wheeling by myself, though, too. I was going to say, and I, was, yeah. I wasn't confident enough to go out by myself. And even then, like, I like, I'll do a solo trip if I, whatever, if I get the itch for it, I'll go out and do it. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, I, I like, I like going out with people and doing stuff. Well, so. and that's true. I mean, the, the camaraderie, you kind of build off each other. You feel a little more confident to try something. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, and for us, it was just like, you know, family, like, not necessarily a family trip, but we're just like, Let's get out of the house. Let's go somewhere. Oh, yeah. 100%. It might be snowing. Like, eh. 100%. Yeah. But in that winch, like we've said in some of the previous episodes, that winch has pulled me out of plenty of things. Like, it is definitely that life insurance policy. Yep. But it was winch, save the money for a lift kit. I mean, lift kit's only going to get me deeper into that snowdrift. You know what I mean? It's going to say, and even then, it might not really even help you that much. Because yeah. your, your tires are going to do more of it than your... And that was the other thing I did too. Was I? I did at the time was. Thanks, me first met you were on two sixty fives. Yeah, <laughs> I had when just first put two eighty fives yeah. on, and still chasing me. Because I, I, when I bought the truck, it well, came. We were completely stocked back then too. I wasn't. No. When we first wheeled, you had the bumper on. I had bumper lift wheels and tires. And you had yeah, you had the Falcons right. Yep. Yeah. yeah, the ones that are now on the Sequoia. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At the same time. Because there's a photo somewhere where I, it's like side by side. I'm just like, God, look how fucking tiny these tires are. They look <laughs> so, so They're small. tiny. But that was, when I bought the truck, that's kind of the size that they put on. Obviously, from factory, it's what? Two, it, I think it's 265.70.16. And the guy who bought it put some Michelins on, but they were 265.75.16. A little so, taller sidewall. But they were rotten out. They were starting to go. And so when it got to that point of, you know, I need, I need a good tire. Not necessarily for off-roading. I just need a good tire. And looked at the dirt tracks, found a set, and ran with the 265, 75, 16. And so it's, I, I mean, I ran them for three years and there's still plenty of tread left on them it's just it was that's that was kind of the direction was tires sliders some sort of recovery you know especially if it's by yourself or even with anyone else I mean that winch has saved everybody in this room I don't think we had a winch Riley out of anything we will no, we'll, get, we'll get him into something and then we'll immortalize it on the podcast, but right. I don't know. It's uh, and you know what? It the it's the trucks have gone. Or the trucks are going in, in a very good direction. I like the way mine is built. Riley's is looking good, but and I'm segueing. You guys kind of see where I'm going here. Some of you guys know already. So let's talk about Moose. Let's talk about the big old Sequoia. Give me background, you know, uh, mentioned a little bit, but where you got it and kind of why you got into it, direction, some of the build. Let's talk about the Sequoia and, uh, and dive into that build. Yeah, yeah. 
So we uh, we bought it back in December. It's a 2002. Uh, <laughs> we bought it down in Denver and it's just wanted to kind of up, truck too, yeah. Right? It's it's good. We just kind of wanted to upgrade from from having two forerunners and really upgrade in size and engine and yeah. kind of go into like more traveling versus wheeling because we can have a multiple we can wheel out of one vehicle you, and yeah and you can wheel another. yeah riley's forerunner a little bit more and then base camp is kind of the sequel yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah because so. at the time yeah you guys were both running you had the unicorn of forerunners yeah yeah i had a 2000 uh toyota forerunner it had uh rear locker it was center locked and j-shift uh is that it's not the is it the limited my forerunner knowledge g or uh whatever that silly word is that they teach you in school <laughs> knowledge hey there it is found it what yeah pretty sure um, you said that before yeah, I'm. Yeah, well, I'm not professional by any means <laughs> in anything, and uh, how I graduated from school, I'm not sure yet. Um, but yeah, the limited is the unicorn, right? The rear locker, the locking center diff, so, the fender flares. So like, the real unicorn is like a, a supercharged manual rear locked factory. Like yeah, 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 from factory. Yeah, yeah. If you can't find that, because those are literally impossible to find. Yeah. The next one up uh, would also be a supercharged um, limited auto with the J shift transfer case and the center lock button with the rear locker. Give me a little. Tip tip on J shift and the center lock. In so, the same, because to me, your J-shift is your tranny, right? So why would you need a center lock diff, your transfer case, if you have a J-shift? I am not sure why Toyota put three different transfer cases right? in yeah. the third gen 4Runner. So there is the, the manual, which is just the J-shift, yep. which came with only the manual. Well, actually, no, actually, I think you could get an auto with that um, one as well. Um, and then there's the standard auto transfer case, which is a lot like um, the fourth gen up, uh, where you just have a lever that you either push forward for four high or yeah. pull, pull back for four low. Four, yeah, four yeah. low. Yeah. So the way the J shift works, as it sounds, you're, you're up in two high, you pull it back for four high, you pull Come it across for neutral, yep, and then yeah. drop it to four. Yeah. Four, Classic four, J. Four. But then center diff lock on. A, a manual J-shift T-case. Yeah. Yeah, to you, me, that doesn't make sense. So you have all of the function of the J-shift, which is non-electronically actuated. Yeah. But then you basically have an all-wheel drive mode, as well as being able to lock for high. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I guess it makes sense in the, in the way of... It's probably not a fly-by four-wheel drive. The button... The body. Is, is. Yeah. but your J shift is not no, exactly. exactly. So it's, yeah. it's not a lock. Yeah. So when you can actually lock it in four high, or you can click that button, and it is totally an on the fly shifter where yeah. you can 
you can hit it in the It's lobby. just technology is not has not caught up to that system then I assume. Because anymore, it was, it was, way, it was way ahead of its time. Yeah. Like and, yeah, I mean, at the time, but nowadays... The limited I mean, specifically was, yeah. was pretty fancy, especially compared to the rest of the four-wheel drives of different brands in that era. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's pretty fancy. That's um, nice. Yeah, but... She's gone, and now she's been replaced with, you know, the old, old big, moose. Big old moose. Yeah, which is 100% better. Yeah. Not to, like, the forerunner's cool. But like, <laughs> it was kind of a competition between the two of us to see who had to get rid of their their forerunner. Well, obviously Riley won. <laughs> well, I, I just I think the coastal is the only yeah. Yeah. Sorry, but it, it, we'll get it another one. The top. We'll, we'll, yeah, we got know. two more coming. So I'm trying to I'm trying to sell him on a coastal for the rear of the turtle. We'll get one. So it's not on the, it's not high on the priority list, no. but the same. That's thing. what should be pumping. I don't want to because I don't I don't know. I, I would the, love the, to the have. The Sequoia front is what you should be pumping because that's that's sooner than the, the yeah. Rear, the, yeah. The well, what well, we I need a discount code for the you amount do. of I have welded more coastal off road bumpers in this garage <laughs> than I can actually <laughs> shake a stick at. Um, but. I do like, I, there's, I think you sent me the one photo of a guy that was kind of like a long travel oh, Sequoia yeah. with that coastal on the Long front. travel first chance Sequoia is, is just all things holy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I ran into a video of the the Sequoia in King of the Hammers. Oh, yeah. The, Dude running yeah, the, the, big, yeah, the big tree. Is that it? Who, who, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> saw the axle and yeah, it's an, an enormous Sequoia. That's how, yeah for that so, for that trail that's how big because he was every man challenge wasn't he yeah, he ran yeah. a 4600 class or yeah 4600 it's 40 yeah it's 4640 like yeah there's 44 is the big boys with the 5011 is the bugs there's too many to there's count. too many I'm pretty sure every yeah. man challenge is 4600 but somebody will crap their pants about us not being there probably we'll probably there and then be ridiculed but too savage <laughs> Crap in his pants. How's there, okay, man? How do you mess it up? The most iconic race in the world. <laughs> but yeah, that's Sequoia. A good camping rig, a good road trip rig. Um, we don't have to load up two foreigners like Jenny was saying. Um, we can just both pile into the to the big tree and um, run it out, and there. I mean, they're a lot bigger than forerunners, but they're capable on their own. Like it, they 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 can handle the trail just fine, especially with some bigger tires and a, and a little ground clearance. They'll they'll eat it up. So, and you've got the same reliability out of that four seven that you do with the three four. Of course, it's a little more expensive, but yeah, it's nice and big fat moose. All that space, I mean, you pull that third row out and fold the second row up. You got literally a full size, like a queen bed <coughs> to lay down on. Oh, it is completely different than how we've had to practically stuff ourselves into these forerunners. So it, it will be nice to, to get a platform and even still be able to sit up. And, and the platform is. It's not necessary, but 
is a big girl. She is. She can handle herself, but didn't really need a platform back there. No. But it, now it's open, open, right? There's no limited slip or lock or that. No, right? it does have the eight track, the, the beginnings of eight track, yeah. which is yeah. kind of garbage. Which I'll most likely fine tune it. Yeah, I'll unplug it. I think they're still fine tuning that system. Well, they never came up with a fix for it. They yeah. just put a Band-Aid on it and called it good, and that was the end of it with those things. So, And I'm not really too concerned about it. I mean, it literally doesn't even work right now anymore. So, yeah. I mean, it. that system is so sensitive that if you are, like, we didn't change the tire size at all, but the mm-hmm. wheel offset from going from the factory Sequoia wheels to those third-gen Tacoma wheels, because the offset was so different, it... Just bitches and bitches mm-hmm. and bitches. And you just get some trash control beeps. Well, the lights are just, oh. the lights will, the, the uh, VSC track and VSC off lights are on all the time, which is a pretty frequent thing. But with the stock tires, it was never a thing. I never had that issue. Yeah. But as soon as you put a different offset wheel on there, it was like, yeah, nope, not going to work. So. I mean, I, I'm surprised it's, you know, a little kind of off track. Big surprise. Um... <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that Toyota is kept with the same direction since day one. I mean, we. It, well, I mean, they've perfected it now. The A-Track system is highly functional. In the, but I, I almost in the realm of stock tires. Stock. I mean, uh, yeah, they put yeah. the factory. I mean, they put the Fox one inch over for the pro. plus thirty offset wheels. But I mean, the market for what these trucks are being built as the capability of these trucks and, and just the aftermarket in general you know I mean look at some of the, the big three and you know I mean they're they're yeah, Ranger trimmer I mean well the Ranger you can get a locker with the Ranger it doesn't matter yeah. the trim package like, yeah it's a standard feature for a locker well and, and even Chevy's Zero you get two. front yeah front rear locker and it's coming on Duratrax <laughs> and they're they're bumper Meh. eh but the point being that they're building in a high clearance rear bumper in that truck. Yeah. And this isn't a bash on Toyota by any means. This, this is, is a, the Toyota garage. Like we yeah. love Toyota. I am just surprised that Toyota has been pretty firm on this is what it is. This is what you get. Yeah, it was like I was telling you earlier. Yeah. The, the the not the TRD area, but the actual like Japan Toyota they. Couldn't give a rat's ass about no, it. No, it's all American-based for the off-road. Yeah, so TRD is yeah. an American division of Toyota, and they're the ones that want to push the off-road scene, but Japan doesn't. They don't care about it. They're like, we build the most reliable washing machine yeah. on the planet, and yeah. that's what we built it for. So, and, and don't get me wrong, it is. I mean, I've seen 80s. You know, Toyota's, you know, your first-gen pickups still run today. Yeah. Well, like I said, I got, I'm almost at 264,000 miles on my Ford. And I drive it up to Cheyenne, drive it back home. And, and you're going to, you're, we're all planning on going to Moab in less than a month. Yeah. Like, I mean, and it's not going to stop there. No, not at all. I mean, we've, yeah. Sedona? You want to go to Arizona? I'm actually yeah. dying to go there. Oh, let's go next winter. Awesome. Obviously, I want to go in the winter. I really want to go to Arizona in the Any time before February or after Definitely. February, it's like. But yeah, I'm in. Oh, 100%. And now it's on the internet. It has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Hold us to it. But kind of to, I guess, you know, we're getting close to that hour mark, wrap up kind of everything. You guys kind of talked a little bit about the Sequoia. Are you thinking maybe like rooftop tent? Um, 
Probably. Yeah. You think if you kind of want to go in that realm, or you think just complete out the back and do like a legit drawer system and sleep in the back? So this this next Moab trip, we'll kind of figure out how we're going to set it up back there. Because there, we actually like coming from the foreigner to the Sequoia, we actually don't have enough stuff to fill up the back end of yeah. that Sequoia. Yeah. So yeah. it's like if we can make it work to where we can just pile in and with our stuff back there, uh, then having a wind sail up top may not even be worth it to yeah right. and not it's right gas mileage i've noticed even with mine and i've got it's... mine tucked back behind yeah yours is yours is level with the roof and i've noticed it's <laughs> there's a, a substantial gas decrease you know or mileage decrease everywhere yeah, and to that point when we moved uh jenny back up here we had the like everything Jenny owns was stuffed in the back of that Sequoia. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's stock, and, and one, it was not sagging. And no. I'm talking like the entire belonging section in the back of one car. Yeah, damn near a whole house. <laughs> yeah, it was not sagging, and then even going over roads, it wasn't like bouncing up and down, like going over road bumps yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And then on top of that, with 18 miles a gallon, yeah, 17, 18 miles 18. a gallon, fully loaded. Yeah. So I know I know a rooftop tent's a little different than having everything inside the vehicle. But yeah, I think it's the the luxury of being able to open it quick, close it. One hundred percent. I would know. love. I would love to have it. I think the Sequoia is already so high off the ground, yeah. and then having a rooftop tent on top of that. I mean, we're living up in the clouds, basically. Yeah, I mean that's really the only way to make that work for me personally was to do a Tacoma. Yeah, the and do a lower rack so that it's set yep. that that close to the roof. I just I and that's what I that's what I would do personally. But at the same time, it's like like I said, we'll figure out with this next Moab trip how we're gonna make it work. So yeah, because so you have kind of wheeled it what in Sand Hollow a little bit, or I guess not even. No, really. when we actually right before I moved out here, I had to change the fuel pump. Completely by myself. Yeah, that's right. That's so, right. It hasn't seen a whole lot of off-road time. But no. We, we, we took it up to where we, we met um, uh, outside of town. And yeah. We did a little bit of snow, a little bit of snow plowing with it. And I mean, it, the thing is that like coming from the Forerunner and the extremely underpowered V6 to even just the moderate V8 that the 4.7 is like. I don't have to use four-wheel drive unless it's an actual traction issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm in four-low in my forerunner because the motor actually can't just push what I'm trying to drive because it's just it's too tired. Yeah. So, Ease of drivetrain, I think, is a big one with that. Yeah, exactly. Plus, it's an auto, and it's just like I can leave it in two-wheel drive and do everything I need to do with it. It's not, it's not a problem. It doesn't bitch and moan at me for not dropping it into a lower range. Yeah. But, Otherwise, I mean, it it hauls, it moves. It's not really that much worse on gas mileage. So, but Moab will be a, well in period. Moab is a true test to any vehicle. Yeah. I was gonna say yeah. We won't be doing this the Hells or anything like that. No. This will be a good kind of test run for um, the way you'll set it up. But yeah. Yeah, it will be. We'll see. We'll, we'll run it through the bases out there. We'll have we'll have a lift on it. We we've, we've put the thirty threes up into it, and um, we'll see how it does. We got yeah. some some heavy load springs in the back, so I'm not trying to cut out the the ride quality, um, which I don't think we will, just because the wheelbase and 
they were designed to basically be a couch on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it does out there. I'm excited to, to just really get into it and try to off-road a full-size SUV. Yeah. So, yeah. Because that'll be good. good. I'm, I'm curious. Because I think we're all going to end up there and it'll be fun to truly get you on Hell's Revenge. And, you know, we'll, right. we'll, one of one of these, we keep bringing up our trip to Moab. We will yeah. bring that up here soon. But I'm curious to get officially run the entire trail with you on Hell's Revenge. Well, I'm thinking, honestly, after watching numerous videos, that longer wheelbase is better for Hell's Gate anyway. So it's like the Sequoia, well, the the, the Sequoia might, might do better, better than my Forerunner yeah. would on. There's some drops and some some tight approaches and departures that she's not coming out of there without some scrapes. It's true. She's wide. She's a big, wide girl. Yeah. But you're taking that front sway bar off the forerunner. Yeah. 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 Which, if I was to do Hell's Gate, I'd drop the rear sway bar on the Sequoia. Yeah. Just to let that rear end move Yeah, around. at least move around a little bit. But. Well, guys, I think with that, we've got some good stuff coming up. Here soon, like we said, we've got another trip from Moab planned out. We have our old trip from November that we haven't even talked about, um, which we'll get into. We're trying to get a guest on board for that. Yeah, um, we, we just to give us a, another point of view um, of the dramatic moment in that episode. Yeah, because that was an adventure too, so that's um, why we didn't quite cover it tonight. And obviously, yeah, this is a you know we shoot from the hip and. Tonight was just a good old... We're in the garage. Yeah, BS session. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, as for that, um, expect some more content. Like I said before, I really want to do a serious uh, safety winch style... Uh, gear. Yeah. Gear you know, tech. Gear, what you carry. Some just true... Like, I've seen it multiple times with really bad winch etiquette. Things like that. Yeah. You know, run through some things like that for maybe some of the people that don't know. Some of our listeners that have either never ran a winch, just got one, or want to get into it, or scared. Whatever the case may be. But, you know, we're coming up on that hour, you know, uh, time frame. So, probably a good section to end off. I want to say thank you guys so much for listening to all the podcasts so far. We've had a lot of good feedback, mainly on Instagram, from just everyone, you know, DMing us, you know, their opinions. It's a lot of you guys are ridiculous and it's <laughs> hilarious. So we enjoy everything about that. I just want to say thank you guys so much. I am Jake at Brothers Bound. I am Riley at TurtleGen underscore T4R. And I am Jenny at Jenny.O.Benny. And all we can say is thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. And we will catch you on the next one. Adios, amigos. See you guys. Bye.